Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Patricia Elsie Tuttle, and... Dear, I fear I bought some more books, and maybe I should focus on reading. This is episode number 306 and a half, and today I'm going to talk about a couple backlist titles that I'm excited to share with you. Hi, everyone. On the last episode I did, I talked about How to Do Nothing by Jenny O'Dell, and my wife is reading it right now. In it, the author talks about the rose garden that my wife and I live near, so we took a walk there the other day. There aren't a lot in bloom yet, but lots of buds, so we'll check back frequently. Apparently, the first rose was planted in the garden in 1933. I was really amused by all the different rose names, like Irish Fireflame, which sounds like something I'd run into during a Dungeons & Dragons campaign. After walking around a bit, I am convinced that the people who name cultivars of roses are also the same people who name racing horses, like... Denver's Dream. Is that the name of a horse or a rose? Sassy Cindy. Horse or rose? I should make up some kind of weird quiz. Anyway, I'm here to talk about books. Before I get to my backlist book picks, let's hear from a sponsor. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. For my first book, I have The Empress of Salt and Fortune by Ni Vo. This is another gorgeous novella from Tor. When I started reading this, I was really confused, but I just read it slowly and tucked the information away. Reading this book is like putting together a complicated puzzle without knowing what the final image is supposed to be. But then partway through, you start to understand what is happening, and then all of a sudden, there are unexpected parts, and how this author fits so much in such a compact book is a magic of its own. We begin by meeting Chi and their companion, a Neishin named Almost Brilliant, who is also a bird who talks. I was unfamiliar with this term, Neishin, but it feels familiar to the demons in Philip Pullman's His Dark Materials books. It's not exactly the same, though. Chi is a cleric from the Singing Hills Abbey, and as such, they are a historian of sorts. They travel to a home on Lake Scarlet, where they meet an elderly woman named Rabbit. Rabbit was the handmaiden of the Empress, and the Empress of Salt and Fortune is this Empress's story, as told by her former handmaiden to the cleric Chi. Each chapter begins with careful descriptions of a few objects written through the words of someone cataloging the items, the someone specifically, of course, being Chi. Rabbit then tells Chi the deeper meanings and stories of the sometimes seemingly benign objects they are documenting. 
It's the tale of the Empress's rise to power, starting with her being sent from the frosty north to the south to marry the Emperor and bear him a child. Because she was foreign, she was not really accepted by the royal court, and her handmaiden, Rabbit, was the closest person to her. The Empress becomes known for her adoration of fortune tellers and mystics, often having them to the palace. After she has a child for the Emperor, she is sent into exile and Rabbit with her. It's when she is in exile that her real cleverness and power is proven. This book is so good and so deliciously clever. At just over a hundred pages, you can probably read it in an afternoon, though honestly, I recommend taking your time and savoring this book if you're able to. There is a follow-up novella to this one titled When the Tiger Came Down the Mountain, which came out this past December. I haven't read that one yet, but I'll link it in the show notes. This was The Empress of Salt and Fortune by Nivo. For my next pick, I have I Will Judge You by Your Bookshelf by Grant Snyder. Grant Snyder is the creator of Incidental Comics and The Shape of Ideas, if you're familiar with those things. This is a collection of comics around the themes of, you guessed it, books, and reading, and being a book lover, as well as the theme of being a writer. The book starts with artwork of a person reading in the rain and a list of confessions such as, I read in social situations, and... I am wanted for unpaid library fines, and I write because I must. Moving forward, each of the confessions breaks up the sections of the comics in the book. The comics don't seem to be linear, and most are only a page, I think a handful or two pages tops. There's humor and silliness in many of the comics, and some feel just like that shared nostalgia that those of us who identify as readers tend to have. Whether that be the ways we read and the books we read growing up, our various reading spots, or how many of us have at least one book we return to again and again. As a person who gets sent books by publicists, as well as a person who just buys way too many books, I was really amused by one of the comics titled Stray Books, about how one book can multiply mysteriously into many. Some of the comics are poems, some are not. Some are blessings or manifestos, and many appear to be just ruminations with pictures. Some of them are reminiscent of Where's Waldo, a whole page of a scene, such as the book fair, which, yes, is a pun. It's like a carnival with bookish attractions, like the bestseller bumper cars, the, pet, the poet's petting zoo, and rides like the book drop and the plot swings. As I mentioned, there are also comics about being a writer and the process of writing. There is one I feel particularly called out by titled, All I Need to Write, and one of the many things the writer needs to write are new pen and paper. Can't write without new pens or new notebooks. This comics collection was lovely and fun. It's I Will Judge You by Your Bookshelf by Grant Snyder. That's it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you so much to our sponsor. A special thank you to my super rad audio editor, Jen Zink, and thank you for listening. For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com, and don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com backslash listen, or just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com backslash all the books. Remember, if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to show us some love, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers find us. If you want to talk about books or nerdy stuff or check in on my shenanigans, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at The InfoFile, as in The Lover of Information, spelled T-H-E-I-N-F-O-P-H-I-L-E. In the meantime, have a safe weekend, drink some water, and happy reading. <laughs>